Hi, welcome to the I Am Lake Worth podcast. I'm Carl Stoveland, I'm your host, and I'm the photographer that started the I Am Lake Worth project. The idea of the project came to me when I moved to Lake Worth two years ago and wanted to meet the people around town. So I started out photographing people that I met and asked them what they liked about Lake Worth. That has morphed two years later into an exhibit featuring the people who live, work, and play here in Lake Worth. The show was so well received that we decided we're going to do an I Am Lake Worth 2 and do interviews with the subjects of the portraits in order to do a book later. This is being published as a weekly podcast and broadcast out on iTunes. Our guest is the one and only Mary Lindsay. Hi, Mary. Hi, Carl. Thank you for doing this. Oh, I'm just tickled to be here. (laughs) So you are known around town as the Little Free Library Lady. That's my latest reincarnation (laughs) as a neighbor, yes. That's actually how we first met was through the Little Mm -hmm. Free Libraries when we were moving here. Um, I had reached out to you and within minutes of me sending that first email, I had a copy of Mel and Vinny's Feels Like Home <laughs> to Me sent to me and information about the libraries. You're an absolutely fantastic ambassador for this city. Um, I love Lake Worth. And it shows. Go ahead, ask me why. <laughs> well, that's coming up. That We're going to do that. Um, before we get into the hows and whys of Lake Worth, what are we at? Are we at 100 Little Free Libraries, damn near, just about? Oh, we've, we've surpassed 100, including the six mobile Little Free Libraries that are in the deputies' um, cruisers. We have 118. Wow, and that's in a seven-square-mile city <laughs> on the ocean in South Florida. That's really pretty amazing. And what I really love about the project is that it has brought the people of the city together like nothing else I've ever seen. Um, You know, it's funny, people, because I'm in touch with little free library stewards all over the world through the big international organization, and it blows everybody's mind when they hear about the concentration we have here and how quickly we did it. We only planted our first one two and a half years ago, and when they ask me, how did you do it, I always say it was easy. I started with a fully engaged community. The neighborhood, the community, the caring, the sharing was already there. You're absolutely right. I mean, and that's what draws us. So to it's it's Lake not when we it's see not it. like Little Free Libraries created this sharing community. Little Free Little Free Libraries was born because of and is thriving yes. in this incubator yes. of just community (laughs) really kind of amazing stuff um how many little free libraries do you see in total at one point it's more like it's branching out to other towns through our example that's where we are now i spend um a good bit of my time as project administrator actually sharing the how-tos with other communities sometimes it's municipalities sometimes it's civic groups located in other cities we, have, um, we haven't maxed out the possible locations in Lake Worth. There are still a few neighborhoods that could use more, but we have absolutely achieved our goal of having a little free library within safe and easy walking distance of every neighbor in Lake Worth. We're already there, but we're always happy to add in a few to make it even easier. Now, when Todd Bull was here mm-hmm. and we were talking to him, he was blown away not only by the the sheer number of them and the 
amount of stewards that we have and the cross connections that are happening, but also the the next layer that's happened with ours is that every one of them is a piece of public art. And I how didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. I had no idea that this was going to turn into a public art project. But I think we should tell your listeners who Todd Bowl is. They may not know. So Todd Bowl is the founder of the Little Free Libraries and is in charge of getting the word out. He's the chief apostle of the Little Free Libraries. Oh, I can't wait to tell him that. He's going to love that term. <laughs> um, and he was here. We had our one of our one of our Little Free Library Steward Summits, and it was also tied with our Biblioarte mm -hmm. um, Library, Little Free Library event that happens. It's April, right? Mm -hmm. happens Next in April. year, though, it's going to be at the end of January. We've already got it set up. And that's a good time because there are more people here, so yeah. that's, that's a good time to do that. And, and when he was here, he, he could not get over the, um, the, the close ties that all the stewards have with each other, the variety of stewards. We have um, people in, in, engaged in little free libraries that wouldn't talk to each other on election day. <laughs> that's very true. But never stop helping each other the rest of the year with their various little free libraries. And that's, that's, a, that's a, a flag I want to plant right here and now, is that that's what I'm trying to do. What Mary has done with this project is it flies above the politics of the city. It's not involved in that. Everyone respects that and cooperates with that. So that's how we have neighbors who might have a big banner for one presidential candidate <laughs> in their lawn and their next-door neighbor has an even bigger banner for the other one, still managing to make sure that the Little Free Library is stocked when the neighbor goes out of town, you know, because it's more important than how we feel about left or right or center or any of that stuff. And I think that's amazing, and that's what I see happening with the I Am Lake Worth project is very similar, is that I want to keep it out of that world because everyone has embraced it. The, the project itself with 36 portraits at this point was demographically all over the city from the mayor to, you know, I... A homeless guy and mm -hmm. it's it's everywhere in between and like you with the art um not expecting that to happen you know i'm at this point hosting a podcast i didn't start recording sound until <laughs> two and a half weeks ago i had no idea what this was about but it's happened and it's happening and people are volunteering to the subjects of the portraits are now coming forward to allow me to interview them and by the way thank you for that and being gracious with their time so that we can continue the project. I'm currently photographing the next set of 35 or 40 people. Um, we're looking at having the next show in January. I think I have some dates lined up for a space for it. Uh, more about that in our next podcast. So how long have you been here in Lake Worth? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I say it was 2002. Uh, my husband thinks it was 2003, but it doesn't matter. It was some one of those two years, and it's a great story. You want to hear how it happened? I absolutely do want to hear how it happened. Okay. He and I were living in a penthouse condo in Palm Beach. We had just sold a house we built right after we got married, and stupid me, before I really knew where I was living... We built a home in a gated community. <laughs> Boy, did that not really suit <laughs> me at all. So we sold that, and we went back to Palm Beach, where Ricky is from, 
and uh, we're living there. And it's just it was just right across the bridge in Palm Beach at the at the south end of the island. And um, I came to street painting that year, and I came by myself, and I was blown away. I was blown away by the street painting festival. I went back to... And it, it's easy to be blown away by that festival because it is a world-class event happening right here on the streets of Lake Worth every I, year. I was just flabbergasted. I, I told Ricky, I said, listen, honey, I have to live in that town. <laughs> I have to live in a place that closes down Main Street. Let artists come and create this incredible incredible artwork in chalk that is going to disappear at the first rain or when enough cars drive over. I said, I have to live there. And he said, well, whatever makes you happy. And it is at that moment that he stopped being my husband, Ricky, and got the name Hero. He became my hero. Well-deserved title. The city is that, that much better for having you here and everything you do in it. <laughs> well, I did. I am so much better for having be here. Lake Worth and I have a, it, it, it's just, we're in sync. This the, suits every aspect of my personality. And it's a symbiotic relationship. It's not one takes and the other gives. It's that everything grows because of the relationship. Yeah. You know, Wendy and I had that exact same experience. When Wendy took the job in Palm Beach... I had a day to myself before we were going to start looking at houses, and here's where I started. I went to Common Grounds, got a cup of coffee, and set out on foot from there. And by the time Wendy and I met in the evening, I was like, we're living in Lake Worth. (laughs) There was a beautiful downtown and walkable, and the beach was close. And it had, even without knowing a lot about it, it had a sense of community and pride and togetherness that was just evident from my first walk around and I knew this is where I wanted to be um, and we are so much better off for having made that decision because you know we had the opportunity to do the gated community golf house or live on the island and we chose a simple little house now we're sitting in my office and we have a great view of the pool so you know don't feel bad for me we have a pretty good little <laughs> life here um you have a you have a beautiful home oh thank you and i know how much work you did on the inside and the outside i mean you've just made this a spectacular piece of this neighborhood the eden place neighborhood eden by the place, way. and we do love it here and it's it's a great spot if you're looking for a place in lake worth although prices are on the rise and houses are coming on the market and disappearing it's, on the same day it's scary it's scary. Um, probably two days after the street painting ended that year, I took the, the car. That was even before I was driving pickup trucks. I took the car and I just wandered through all the streets in Lake Worth, and it happened to be kind of an overcast day. Now, I'm attracted to um, diverse neighborhoods. I think because I spent so much of my childhood in New York City, in Manhattan on the Lower East Side. I think we're programmed from it. Being, being from New York, yeah. diversity, when it's not there, you feel like something's absolutely missing. Right. I, I, I just kind of thrive on different cultures coming at me in, mm-hmm. in all kinds of unexpected ways. And I was driving down North B Street and there was a little pink house on the corner of 4th Avenue North and North B Street, 
and the clouds parted and the <laughs> sun came out and that house just started to glow like Camelot. I heard the angels sing. We placed an offer the next day and closed in two weeks. And I loved the Tropical Ridge neighborhood. Loved it, loved it. Still do. It'll always have a special place, even though now we live in College Park. Um, and I love College Park, too. But That's a great neighborhood. I do love the architecture of the houses. Yeah. That's a really amazing thing. Is, you, know, you, you closed in your house in two weeks. I think we had an accepted offer the day we put the offer in and closed within a couple of weeks, too. And that's Florida, the way it works here. In New York, yeah. this would have been... Lawyers on both sides, and six <laughs> months later, we'd still be walking out and fighting, and it would, be, it would have been a big mess. But here it was just, oh, you want to live here? Sure. sure. Okay. Here, let's do it. Um, so you kind of already answered my question about how long it fall in love with Lake Worth, which certain people, it has that effect on. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody. And I think that if you get it and you get what the community is about, you don't care about any of the other stuff you hear on the news about Lake Worth. Because if I had, you know, watched the news before I came down here, I would have probably bought a flak jacket and <laughs> would have said I'm never going there. But yeah, the news and the media has not always been kind to Lake Worth. Well, they got to find somebody upsetting. to pick on. There's a resonance here that it, it's almost a dog whistle community. That resonance, the pitch of community and neighborhood is so high you know you either hear it or you don't and if you hear it you can't get it out of your head that's exactly right i mean when we came here we wanted to change that aspect of our lives because living in new york i you know we spent 13 years in our last house and barely knew our neighbors names you know we know everybody on our street here we (laughs) go out with them we socialize when the hurricane has come and gone, we're helping each other clean up our yards. It's really, and you're right, it is, that term, the dog whistle, is exactly right. Some people hear it, some people don't. And when you do, it's just, it's magic happens. It's really kind of crazy. Where do you see, or where would you like to see Lake Worth in the next five to ten years? Well, first of all, I, I, I don't fear change. I don't fear change. I like it. It's either growth or decay, one of the two. Nature has no middle ground. There's no such thing as a status quo. Um, But Lake Worth has incredible DNA. The skeleton of this city is what is going to protect it from overdevelopment or from ruin. Well, I I think you're right there. The actual footprint with the the neighborhoods and the small houses is going to keep it from explosive growth but and it's... we have a downtown that is bisected by a major commercial corridor lake and lucerne and then dixie highway and then you know federal highway with all of the neighborhoods that have kind of grown up around it and formed around it that's what's going to protect the integrity and the character of lake worth even though House prices are going to rise and fall. Even though commercial rents are going to rise and rise and some are going to fail and others are going to change, I have nothing but the greatest optimism. There is, we really are protected by our skeleton. It's an eco-skeleton that will always keep the city of Lake Worth um, a a very community-centric place to live. 
I, I, you're absolutely right. And the fact that it's walkable from the neighborhoods to yes. downtown and yes. to the beach. Okay, in July, I don't necessarily walk downtown <laughs> to go to dinner because nobody would want to serve me because it would be a hot, steamy mess. But that doesn't mean I don't take my bike into town every week and ride mm-hmm. to the beach. And and the, the fact that you can do that. The fact you that can, can bicycle all, all over this whole town. The whole county as well. Well, but, yeah. Um, but I get a nosebleed when I hit the city limits. I need to stay <laughs> in my car. <laughs> my passport's not up to date. I seem to have developed that same condition um, mm-hmm. because as we've met more friends and made friends that have either moved a little bit south or north of here or whatever, and we start talking about places we go, and like, have you tried this place? And it's, you know, the next town over, of like, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's true. It's like, other than, you know, going to the Publix in Lantana because it's a bigger one, and I, you know, I like the bigger, newer store, I don't get a whole lot further away unless... Unless my camera takes me there. Yeah. Because when I go butt deep in the Everglades, I'm all over the state. I love your pictures from the Everglades, too. Thanks. I just love them. But That's these a whole aren't just different. These project. aren't business owners and merchants, you know, that run these businesses. And like, but these are our neighbors. Exactly. We know them. We, they live next door or, you know, a block away, or they're part of this group that we're a part of. These are our neighbors. And it shows. And there will always be outside investors coming in. That that will always happen. But the successful ones are the ones that hear that dog whistle and start to behave like neighbors and part of the community rather than, you know, white knights who have come in to save our poor economically challenged city. That just never seems to work. And, you know, you're absolutely right, too, in that the business owners being not only local, but really being our neighbors and our friends. And I noticed it most when I was involved with the NAPC and we would start to do events. And the minute they hit the streets and were asking for donations, nobody says no. You know, every place here will give something, a free dinner, discounts, prizes. I would have thought that, okay, after the first couple of times, the well would be dry, but it keeps happening. And they realize that, these are the people that are going to be coming here during the summer when the winter people have gone away. So they really do take care of us. And it's, it's a give-and-take relationship. And I really, really like that. There's well, so I much know that the here. NAPC is sensitive to that as well and never wants to take advantage of it like, oh, God, here comes the neighborhoods again, right. you know, asking for something. But the truth of the matter is, for the time that I served um, on the NAPC, I saw it then. I almost never had to ask businesses if they wanted to sponsor an ad on the back of a... They would come to us first. Right. And that tells me that it's a very equitable relationship between the neighborhoods and the businesses. And that's what you want. Everybody's got to win. Yeah. That's that's otherwise, you know you start to build resentment and then things start to fall apart. Um, And I guess for our legions of listeners, I'm going to backtrack a little bit and just explain what the NAPC is real quick. So we have um, a dozen or so neighborhoods in Lake Worth that each have a neighborhood association. They're not an HOA. it's, It's just an association of the members, the neighbors that live together that have a common goal. And whether it's Eden Place where I live or College Park where you live just down the road, Tropical Ridge, 
they all work together under the banner of the Neighborhood Association President's Council. If you heard my last interview with Herman Robinson, Herman was really the guy who got that ball rolling. Um, as a group, they do events in the city and for the city that in a lot of other places, the city itself would be responsible for running. And they do a darn good job of bringing the, the neighbors together and the city out for all these events. It's an interesting setup. I'm not sure it works in other places because without the without the community involvement and the the people ready to jump in and you know like you i go to tons of events around the city we see each other all the time and it's the same people you know who are there early setting up and oh can i help you get this going you know that aren't even involved in the project but you know just ready to pitch in and that's did you ever hear how the napc got started no, I don't think I did. The very first neighborhood association in, in um, Lake Worth was South Palm Park. And they were established in 1963, believe it or not. Uh, just a few years back, they celebrated their 50th anniversary, which was amazing. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? They, they were the first ones. And I love that neighborhood. When I, we do the Thursday night it's bike fabulous. rides, I love when we get into the south end of town. And yeah, and, and that the people in that neighborhood are so caring about that median, and they make it such a spectacular um, draw all year long for the entire city to enjoy, but especially at Christmas time oh. when they do all those the and they boat with the Christmas lights. As they I always do want it my as neighbors, as volunteers, as because it's important to them to celebrate as that neighborhood. So anyway, for a long time, um, they were the only one, and then a few more independent little neighborhood associations popped up. And in two thousand and seven, I know there weren't more than eight neighborhood associations in Lake Worth, and each one operated independently and isolated. And then it occurred to some of the presidents of these individual neighborhood associations, you know, why are we reinventing every wheel all by ourselves? Sure. You know, we all need bylaws, we all have this, we all have that. Why don't we get together once a month, just the presidents, and just talk about, you know, the 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 celebrations and the challenges that Share we the have in common. About the events that are going on. It, and that's how the NAPC the was born. And since then, um, there have been, right now there are 12 active, engaged neighborhood associations in the city of Lake Worth. Um, two of them have kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. They're in between leadership. Um, but at the height, there were 14 separate neighborhood associations, and every one of them had a seat on the NAPC council. And it was, I believe, the, the NAPC taking the lead in bringing all of these neighborhoods together um, just took the community in this city leaps forward at sure. the speed of love. It just Greater happened. than some of its parts by Ab a, a factor of 10. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And of course the raft race, and Herman is the godfather of the raft <laughs> race. There is no doubt about that. Um, the raft race too, that took leaps forward. Because in the beginning there were only like four or five neighborhoods who were even involved in it. Right. And then as all these other neighborhood associations formed and the council got bigger and more inclusive, the raft race, and what, what were there, like 23 entries this last year? Something like that, Something yeah. Something like that, yeah. And, you know, it's, I love how this 
city, this little city celebrates itself, we will have a parade at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody comes out for it, whether it's to watch it or to be part of it. And uh, has just such an amazingly good time. The Raft Race Parade has never been an official parade. It's never been sanctioned. It's always just a rolling parade. We have PBSO at one end and at the other end as a rolling escort to Mm -hmm. get the... And it just happened because... For one of the raft races, we said, why are we all meeting down at the boat ramp? Why don't we, you know, like uh, by Publix and J Street? Let's just meet there and then we'll drive down together. It turned into a parade. That turned into a tradition. And now and that's, it's that's not the favorite. 4th of July without it. That's my favorite part of the, <laughs> the, the boat races. Um, in our neighborhood, um, Tim Kanai works really, really hard on our boat for probably six months leading up to mm-hmm. the parade. And it's an interesting thing is Tim is an an engineer at heart and he's decided he wants to have a bicycle powered (laughs) boat. And every year we win the best decorated prize (laughs) and last place in the actual boat race. But boy, do we have a good time and we all love working together on that and everyone working on that microcosm of the boat for the parade and for the boat race is just, you know, another link in the chain of bringing everybody together. And that's really... So amazing. And it happens organically and quickly. Um, The day that we closed on our house was actually, there was um, an Eden Place Neighborhood Association meeting and Janet Kanai was running the meeting and I'd reached out to her and she invited us and we went. I think it was maybe four weeks later. Wendy and I had gone down to town. It was um, a Friday night and we were having dinner in Surrey and Surrey's open to the streets. Mm -hmm. We like to sit out there where we're out by the sidewalk. And probably in the course of that hour that Wendy and I were having dinner and cocktails, 10 people said, hey, Carl, and stopped by and chatted. And Wendy was like, who are you? (laughs) How do you know everybody? Well, she was getting up every morning and going off to work. And Mm -hmm. I was, you Mm -hmm. know, the, the kernel of this project was starting to take shape in my mind. And I was starting to photograph people. And I was involved in the Neighborhood Association already. And How long did it take before you lived here, before you were elected president of Eden Place? That was pretty fast. That was fast. We moved in in July, and in January, I was elected president. Yeah, see, you don't know that yet, but that's how it happens. Whoever happens to be in the kitchen or the bathroom at the moment, they come back to find out, oh, I've just been elected president. Yes. <laughs> but you just totally went with it and and did so much to help revitalize this whole association it was great well that that was so easy and that's because the seeds were already planted you know mark was president before me janet was vice president mm-hmm. and running the meetings mark was excellent and what was happening was eden place had gone fallow like you were talking about some of the neighborhoods kind of peter out for a little while and that's as the neighborhoods turn over and people get involved in other things it's kind of organic that it'll have a high peak and a low peak and we were going through a low peak but they brought it back and I believe you were instrumental in kind of firing that up a little bit and had a meeting. Well that was kind of fun I just found a really cool picture in Google Images of lemon meringue pie (laughs) and I put it up on Facebook and I said hey Eden Place neighbors I'll buy the pie let's come and talk about getting the neighborhood association back up and then all these people turned up at Farmer Girl it was great. And I think that was just two years before I got here. We went from no activity to meeting every month and activities and fundraisers and, you know, went from no money in the bank to a comfortable amount to be able to make donations. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, Mark Pickering 
took the reins um, that first year of the revival. Uh, but um, Nadine Burns, before she moved to Jupiter, was always a driving force in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it happens. You know, when somebody, sometimes somebody has to step down and step away in order for new people to step up. Because, Otherwise, they get very used to the situation. Yeah, oh, but you're doing such a great job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and new people are going to do a great job too, but they're going to do it differently. So you always have to, I, I like to see a rotation of leadership. There are a couple of things. There's, there's nothing better than getting up in the morning and deciding I want to see sunrise at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that here in Lake Worth, that's a mile and a half from my house. Yeah. Um, and you add the, the natural beauty to what we have and this platform of a downtown and this bond of the people. This is, the magic happened for me instantly and it was what an amazing thing in this city the effect it has on you the pull it has on you and it's one of the things that Wendy and I have decided that no matter where our careers take us in the next 10 years before we decide that we're done working um Lake Worth is just going to be our home we don't want to look anywhere else and in well fact, you've got a great forever home here there's not too many steps so you will be able to age gracefully in place <laughs> and um, <laughs> many know, many 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 years from now everyone everyone that comes to visit us ends up wanting to come back to look for a house right, I, right now I know you're really good at this <laughs> my sister-in-law Judy and her husband Rob are currently looking for a house my mom has got us on the lookout for a house to come down from Daytona um, possibly maybe make it a um, part of the year house um, with an eye to in the future being here full-time and we have other friends from Chicago who are in the process of uh, starting to look so we're gonna bring our whole crew here and uh, every, everyone who comes and visits, it takes one weekend here, and they all want to move here. And I think that's a pretty good thing to say about Lake Worth. Well, your regard for Lake Worth is just clearly evident when, when you talk about it. I adore it's, this place. And it's, it's infectious. You know, it, 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 it's contagious. And people are attracted to that which feels good. Yeah. And Lake Worth feels good to you, so it's going to feel good to them. I don't have a whole lot of... I'm not impatient with naysayers. I just don't have time. Right. I, I don't have time. I don't have room for it. My default position is happy. Everything is, everything is, not everything is perfect. There, there, are, there are things that we need to work on here, and we are working on them. But the default position of being happy and enjoying your neighbors and enjoying doing things together is a really, really awesome thing to, I've, I've said awesome about 95 times this interview, I'm going to have to edit some of them out. Um, but it is really, I can't really verbalize how life-changing coming here was for me. And that's why I want to share this project and why I want to keep it going. And was so absolutely blown away by the turnout at the opening. Um, I think we decided there were 150 people there over the course of the evening. And the number of people who were buying the portraits, um, which I had never planned on, um, it was all part of the community show, and I was just going to recycle the frames for the next part of the show. So, you know, but it feeds the energy. It feeds on itself and Mm -hmm. the enthusiasm, and I can't wait to see what's next. I just, 
Who Isn't knows that exciting? Gonna, it, it is. It really is. That's why I, you know, I never have to worry about. Uh, I'll, I'll never be a victim of suicide because I'm just too curious about what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. How is this going to turn out? <laughs> it's a magic place. I hope that the people out there who, first of all, most of the people who are listening are probably our friends and neighbors at this point. But if you're not from Lake Worth, come down and take a look at it because it's really pretty and amazing place. And uh, if your ears are tuned right and you'll hear the dog whistle, mm -hmm. you'll find yourself doing amazing things like deciding at the spur of the moment that you have to live here. You, you, you really won't be able to help yourself. If you're a Lake Worth person and, and you don't even know it yet, once you've been to Lake Worth, you, you really won't be able to help yourself. We attract all of the best people. We just do. And by best people, I mean the most interesting, the interesting, yeah. These are interesting ab ab absolutely. people. Absolutely, everyone has, has a great story. Nothing to do with education or wealth or lack of wealth or um, where you come from. It has nothing to do with that, which is so what I love about I Am Lake Worth Project, is that you would you would think, well, this is kind of, you know, who is this photographer? I Am Lake Worth, but it isn't meant that. It's the people. Yeah, it's that always about the people. That is what is so fabulous about this, and I think that clicked with people, which is why there were 150 people at just opening night. I photographed the people of the city, so they wanted to come out and see themselves. So that, yeah. That helps a little bit. Um, brilliant marketing. Accidental, of course, because nothing mm -hmm. I do is actually on purpose. But it worked out really well. I can't wait for I Am Lake Worth 2.0 and 3.0 because I know there's, you know, ten times that many people that would make fabulous portraits and subjects for this. That was evident at the opening that... My first view of Hatch 1121 when I first went there and I saw it empty was, how am I going to fill this space? Mm. And then I did, and then some, to the point where I already had extra images ready to go for the next one and people lining up to at the opening saying, hey, Carl, why didn't you shoot this person, this person, or this person? It's like, they all need to be in the next section, mm. just couldn't get to everybody. Mm. There's, there's nobody I don't want to photograph here as long as they're willing to do it. The Hatch 1121 is a perfect example of um, why I don't fear change in Lake Worth. That's the shuffleboard court building. It will always be the shuffleboard court building in my mind. In and, a lot of minds. I mean, that's how people refer to it. And there was in there a lot of controversy and a lot of discussion and bickering. We have to save the courts. We have to save at least half the courts. It's got to still be a community center. And then an, an outside art organization got a lease on it and really didn't bend over at all to be a part of the community. And everybody felt kind of shut out from it. And then it was taken back by the, the CRA, thank God. And it was given this bizarro name, Hatch. <laughs> And I know that you know where that came from because it's an art incubator and and that's kind of cute and, the, and all of it. But the way the public has accepted this newest reincarnation of this really beloved landmark mm -hmm. in Lake Worth, it re, the shuffleboard courts was a very big deal. The building itself on the inside was a um, definitely a senior community center. There were bridge games there and. Um, of course, neighborhoods met there and different groups, 
and now that it, it's kind of grown up into this new artistic um, uh, place, but still serving community. I will still always refer to it as the hatch, formerly known as the <laughs> shuffleboard. I don't know why they didn't just keep the name shuffleboard court. Right. I thought it could have been the, the shuffleboard gallery. You it know, absolutely, it you know, we still call it the casino when it hasn't been a casino since 1929 or something. Now, the, the, the great thing about the hatch is that it's one more thing on the west side of Dixie yes. that yes. gets people over to, you know, there's two halves of Lake Worth and you're missing out if you're not experiencing all of it. Absolutely. And with all of the, the new art lofts and the live work spaces that are being created over there, it is truly becoming um, an, an art mecca in Lake Worth. Soho <laughs> wishes that it had evolved as organically and, and beautifully as the Lake Worth art districts are evolving. Yeah, and it's 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 another aspect that seems to be just exploding on itself and it just keeps getting bigger and mm -hmm. more and the mural project last year yeah. just absolutely blew me yeah. away um that's something i'll have to talk about in the future maybe i'll get one of the artists for that that'd be great um, actually i've got a really jennifer really chaparral lives in lake worth and she's one of the artists right yeah, yeah. she would be one to shoot She'd and be I, a great I actually one. already have pictures of her because i photographed her while she was working oh good on it. Um, so that would really just need to be get the quote, and I would add her to the project. That's a good idea. Well, Mary, thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down with oh, me. Oh, it's for... always so nice to see you, Carl. Oh. You make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you. I love talking to you.